Hello everybody and welcome to the Ace Ride With Us minicast for the month of August. I'm Chris Roberry, and this month we decided to take a quick look back at the awesomeness that was CoasterCon 43. Let's listen in as our own Bryant Yeager takes us back to June of this year. Hello everyone, this is Bryant from the ACE South Central region and I recently had the opportunity to actually check out my first CoasterCon, which was CoasterCon 43 here at the end of June. And just wanted to give you all a review about it, kind of talk you through the event. It was a really fun time. So we flew into Washington DC the day before CoasterCon 43 began and it was just a little bit cheaper to fly into DC. but. Also, it would give us the opportunity to get over to Six Flags America, which we did. And I had a, a few coaster credits that I still had to pick up there. We uh, were able to ride Firebird, which was their stand-up roller coaster converted into a floorless. And I also had to get a couple other credits there. And for those of you who have been to Six Flags America, you know that, um, you know, not necessarily the most redeeming selection of rides, but... You know, Superman is a lot of fun, and their out-and-back classic wooden coaster is also a ton of fun. So otherwise, the park was very clean, and we had a very pleasant experience. The customer service was great, so can't really ask for more from that park, but just a pleasant experience all around. Of course, day two, we drove to Hershey, Pennsylvania to get over to Hershey Park, which was the first stop on CoasterCon 43. Uh, my last visit to Hershey Park was in 2017, so a lot of things have changed there since then, including the brand new Entry Plaza, which I found very, very nice. We were able to make a reservation to check out the brand new Chocolatier Restaurant, which is their new restaurant that kind of straddles the entrance to the park, so definitely something they'll be able to keep open year-round even when the theme park is closed, but if you're visiting the theme park, then it is a great opportunity to jump in there and get some uh, table service if you want it. I will say it is a theme park restaurant, so the prices are a little bit on the, the pricey side, I feel like, for the quality of food you're getting, but the experience was a lot of fun. The service that we, we received was fantastic, and we even tried that Ferris wheel appetizer thing that's ridiculous, but really cool and a really fun experience. There's a lot of chocolate-infused types of foods in that restaurant, so uh, we got some wings that had some chocolate barbecue sauce on them. I got the Coco Cuban sandwich, but all around, really cool experience. They also have a gift shop down there at the front, and uh, I may have spent a little bit too much money on some uh, coaster models and some other, you know, ridiculously nerdy merchandise. So we kind of had the opportunity to really look around the park there at the, the front half of the day. And then, of course, uh, we had a really great catered dinner there. And, uh, and then the uh, first night of CoasterCon was meant to have some exclusive ride time, but the weather really wreaked havoc on us. However, the park did a great job trying to get some alternate attractions open for us, uh, which led to me getting to ride uh, the new Reese's Cup Fusion dark ride. So they basically just took their shooter dark ride and revamped it. The new version is so fun, way more fun than the old one. I, I can't recommend it enough. And uh, that first day actually was my first ride on Candemonium, so I got that credit, the BNM new BNM coaster that they built there. And that was actually a pleasant surprise to me because I feel like 
on those types of B&M coasters, you don't always get a lot of great airtime, but it does seem like they really focused on the airtime on this one. So very pleasant experience, lots of fun, great lineup addition to the already great lineup of roller coasters that that park has. So we get to the second day of CoasterCon, which starts out at Dutch Wonderland. Now I didn't have a lot of expectation for this park because you know it's a little family park and there's nothing wrong with that but you know being someone who's constantly seeking some you know crazy rides big parks uh, I was very pleasantly surprised there's great hospitality from the park the park is very well taken care of and they do have some unique rides they have the first and only SNS inverted coaster and even though it's a family ride it was lots of fun smooth and uh, they did throw a little storyline in there, which which was really cool. The uh, the ride actually also had an on-ride audio system, which was definitely surprising to me. We also got to ride Kingdom Coaster, which was the first ever Custom Coasters International attraction. And uh, lots of fun too. Very good ride for families. Dutch Wonderland also gave us a cool little Dutch Wonderland themed goodie bag with the CoasterCon 43 logo. And it had some little trinkets in there, it had some pins. I'm a big pin collector, so it was cool to get a free pin from them and some park maps. Just really, you know, good stuff to remember your visit and uh, stuff that you can look back on later. So that evening we returned back to Hershey Park and we had some more ERT. That included Lightning Racer and Wildcat and Laugh Track. I can honestly say Lightning Racer is definitely one of my top three favorite roller coasters at Hershey Park. So we get to the third day of CoasterCon, which is once again at Hershey Park, and the great thing about this day was this was kind of the day where, you know, you can full-on go Hershey Park, really enjoy the place. Uh, my first visit, like I said in 2017, kind of rushed, so didn't get to really experience the park and all the history and all the cool little quirks here and there, but this time we really got to soak it in. And kind of the common theme for the first part of this trip was the rain. It was raining so much that morning and there was a landmark plaque ceremony for the Comet roller coaster, their classic wooden roller coaster. And they did the ceremony. Unfortunately, we missed it, but we did get to get over there later on in the day and check out that plaque and it looked really good. One of the other awesome things we got to do that day was a maintenance tour which is something we got to sign up for ahead of time. And their shop was very expansive. And their con they were, one thing that was interesting is that they're always working on a project for the property. So they had a Zamboni in there because they own an arena. So the same maintenance crew that works on the park is actually working on the rest of that Hershey property. Another cool thing we learned about on that tour is that Candemonium actually has a maintenance shed built under its transfer track so they can do all of the maintenance for that roller coaster right there on site they don't have to take any trains off move them around anything like that very convenient for their crew so we had another large catered meal to end the night and of course we had announcements and ERT was jam-packed the park also extended it for us they added some attractions that we missed on that first day and uh, it really was a nice ending to the whole Hershey Park rain saga. We had lots of fun there. Next up for the CoasterCon festivities was a visit to Allentown, Pennsylvania and Dorney Park. This is another super historical park and it is part of the Cedar Fair chain. Now this isn't a park that I've been to before so I was particularly excited regardless of you know kind of what people say about it and it kind of being neglected by Cedar Fair in terms of 
big new attractions. I did find that that park definitely had its own charm and quality things to offer. So our first morning featured a mini birthday party for their whip attraction, which included cake and ERT. The whip, just like the park's carousel attraction near Front Gate, is celebrating 100 years. I really liked that the park focuses on highlighting the historical aspects and uh, their Zephyr train ride was particularly a pretty cool experience. We had exclusive ride time on some other attractions that morning, so was able to ride Possessed, Steel Force, Thunderhawk, and um, you know, I thought Steel Force was a lot of fun. Thun uh, Possessed, not really my favorite kind of roller coaster, but Thunderhawk was definitely cool just because of the history behind it. So after ERT, we had our second landmark plaque ceremony, and that was for the Thunderhawk wooden coaster. And it was cool to have PTC there. And I really liked the way they mounted that plaque. It had a nice frame around it. And it's great to see these parks just as proud of their rides as Ace is to give these awards out. So right after that, we swiftly made our way to the Philadelphia Toboggan Company headquarters for lunch. So PTC, they hosted lunch for us and it was an amazing time. Uh, they are amazing hosts, great people. Uh, we were able to do a self-guided tour around their shop. You see all kinds of historical things and even some of the new things that they're working on. So lunch featured hoagies. It was very good. There was also a silent auction and a lot of the pieces in the silent auction were crafted by PTC themselves and they were kind of themed to go with the CoasterCon 43 tour that was happening there. I was lucky enough to bid on a buzz bar cover, so I actually shipped that home to myself and it's sitting here on the table. What a cool little souvenir and talking piece to have in your house. PTC was also very generous on the whole swag thing. They gave us a drawstring bag, a tour t-shirt, there were some other little goodies in there. And of course, to end that day, we ended up back at Dorney Park. And uh, let me tell you, they have a first generation Intamin Freefall uh, that was relocated from Cedar Point. And those things are still just as scary as they were when I was a kid. Now this one is a little bit more refined. So they actually have three cars running on it. They load all three cars, then they cycle all three cars. And that's just how they run it. They did. There are some things on that ride that are refined such as the lift hill and the braking. So they are a little bit, well, I should say this one <laughs> that exists in America uh, has a little bit of a more refined quality to it, a little bit more of an enjoyable ride experience. That leads us to day five, which is our second and final day at Dorney Park. And they pulled out all the stops that morning with a full breakfast buffet and they had a slate of characters including Snoopy, Charlie Brown. It was lots of fun to see how they do their character, uh, you know, meals, which I think is something they do for their season pass holders. Don't hold me to that. I'm not super familiar. So we have more ERT in the morning on several other attractions. I was able to get all my coaster credits during the ERT sessions. So very cool. They were plenty full of time and they had lots of offerings during all those ERT sessions. So we had a full catered lunch, which my goodness, after that breakfast, going on to the lunch, it was a bit of a struggle. However, it was delicious and they even popped out more park characters. They had Alfundo, which is their clown mascot, and they even had a Steel Forest mascot, which I learned was something new. 
So they had a silent auction with several pieces that Dorney Park provided themselves and attendees could purchase other really cool things. They had these limited edition lamps made out of Talon parts. Uh, they also had some other kind of limited edition plaques that showed off Talon parts. Lots of really cool stuff. Dorney also gave us some great swag. Uh, this included a CoasterCon Dorney Park t-shirt and a challenge medal that was themed to CoasterCon and that thing is really cool. So we had, you had the uh, option to, you know, spend the rest of your day at Dorney, but we actually made a run for it because Dorney Park is not super far from Sesame Place. And then once you're at Sesame Place, you're not super far from Great Adventure. So was able to pop into Sesame Place for a whole 30 minutes or so and uh, got to ride Oscar's Wacky Taxi, which was tons of fun and uh, their other roller coaster, the Steel Coaster Vapor Trail. So got those two coaster credits, hopped out of that park really fast, and ran over to Six Flags Great Adventure so that we could ride the all-new Jersey Devil, which if you're in that area, make sure you go ride that thing. It is lots of fun. If you've been on a, one of these single rail coasters, like Wonder Woman Golden Lasso Coaster at Fiesta, Texas, I think Jersey Devil, you know, is kind of like a refined version of that where the um, the ride is still fun but it's a lot more comfortable and uh, they've they've really worked on the trains to get the restraints a little bit more fine-tuned and just other mechanisms and elements of the ride they all kind of flow together a little bit more it's a much more enjoyable ride experience so we move on to day six of CoasterCon, which is our first day at the historic Knobles amusement resort and they are celebrating their 95th anniversary, so lots of fun things going on there. The morning included ERT on several attractions, such as Flying Turns, Phoenix, The Twister, and more. We also received a $25 dining card as part of the event, and uh, we had the chance to eat lunch at their sit-down restaurant, The Alamo. We had a great experience. The food was very good. We were able to really you know, spend the day enjoying the park, the several classic attractions, all the little nuances there really cool self-playing organs and the little museums that they had and of course we ended up getting to ERT that night it was loaded with several more stable attractions got to ride Phoenix during the day got to ride Phoenix at night and uh, you know if you haven't been to Knobles you're missing out on a really awesome hidden gem that brings us to day seven which was our final day at Knobles and uh you know, we spent the whole day at Knobles both days, and uh, we did not run out of things to look at, things to experience. It was all lots of fun. So the day started with ERT on rides like Impulse, Whipper, Bumper Cars, Carousel. And uh, if you all know about their bumper cars, they're absolutely insane. And of course, their Carousel is a lot of fun because it still has the brass ring game where you've got to grab that brass ring as you go around in circles. We were also able to sign up in advance for a Knobles Museum tour, and we were lucky enough to take the tour with Buddy Knobel, which is one of the Knobel family members, and he was able to tell us some really cool stories about the history of the park, and he answered lots of questions for people and was just available to talk however long we wanted to talk. It was a really great experience. So dinner on that second day at Knobles included a full catered meal and another silent auction with several pieces donated by Knobles and uh, PTC. And uh, they, they, it got a little crazy. There was uh, 
There were some things that uh, went for a couple thousand dollars, which is really awesome. So Knobles also gave us some awesome gifts, and one of the things they gifted us was a piece of the Phoenix roller coaster, uh, which we were told was a piece from when it was in San Antonio. So we're talking original, original Phoenix roller coaster piece. We also got a tote bag, kettle corn, and a coin, and we ended the day with lights on ERT on Haunted Mansion and Black Diamond. It was cool to see how those run, especially Haunted Mansion, because there's a lot of very basic old school machines in there that they just take immaculate care of. And uh, seeing all the behind the scenes on that ride was a lot of fun. So I just want to say all in all, it was great to go to CoasterCon 43, you know, especially after the year we've had where everyone's had their own struggles with, with everything going on. And huge thank you to PTC and all these parks. Uh, I definitely understand it's not easy keeping things staffed, keeping things running the way you would like. And I feel like these parks really went out of their way to make sure we had a great experience and uh, I know it wasn't easy so uh, me and I'm sure a lot of other ACE members are incredibly grateful for this we had a fun time at every single park and I can't wait to get back to some of these parks to visit I actually did create videos for each day of CoasterCon 43 I do run the amusement source YouTube page so if y'all want to get some visuals to some of these things that I'm telling you I encourage you to go check that out and hopefully, you know, we'll get to some more CoasterCon events here in the future. And hopefully some of y'all will end up down south and uh, check out some of our regional events as well. 